0: Hi, this is Ben Thompson, the author and founder of Stratechery. Welcome to the Stratechery Daily Update podcast, where I read you the daily update. You can also read the text of the daily update or find the links I reference by visiting the show notes in your podcast player. Now, here is today's daily update. This daily update about Slack issues debt and Airbnb issues debt was published on Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. Good morning. A few quick points about yesterday's article, Apple, Amazon, and Common Enemies. First off, yes, the first part was basically a rewrite of Monday's daily update. My bad. What I realized after publishing that daily update is that while I had made numerous references to Netflix's ultimate endgame being bad for Apple and Amazon, I had never laid out the case in a post. In other words, the second part, which was new, was the point. Second, I totally missed this but an Apple TV app launched on Amazon Fire devices last year. You can only access your already purchased content or subscriptions. You can't buy anything, at least at the time of launch. Does anyone know if this has changed? This is difficult for me to check from Taiwan because of geofencing. On to the update. Slack issues debt from BusinessWire.
1: Slack Technologies Incorporated announced today the pricing of $750 million aggregate principal amount of 0.50% convertible senior notes due 2025, the notes, in a private offering, the offering, only to persons reasonably believed to be qualified institutional buyers pursuant to Rule 144A under the Securities Act of 1933 as amended, the Securities Act. The offering was upsized from the previously announced offering of $600 million aggregate principal amount of notes. In connection with the offering, Slack granted the initial purchasers an option to purchase up to an additional $112.5 million aggregate principal amount of notes. The sale is expected to close on April 9, 2020, subject to customary closing conditions. Some additional details. First,
0: the interest rate is 0.5% per year, and the debt is Slack's senior unsecured obligation. Second, Slack decides how to pay back the debt if asked to in 2025, either cash or shares, which are converted at a rate of $31 per share, a 27.5% premium on today's price. Three, Slack can, starting in 2023, pay off the debt early if the stock price is above $40.30. I love everything about this for Slack. Narrowly speaking, the terms are fantastic, and Slack was smart to up its offering from $600 million to $750 million. This is effectively free money. Secondly, I like the idea of established SaaS companies using debt instead of issuing equity. The challenge facing these businesses is that there is a timing mismatch between customer acquisition costs and revenue from those customers. I wrote in 2014 in the context of Box.
1: Imagine, for example, that Box only had two cohorts, 2010 and 2013. As you can see above, the 2010 cohort was profitable by year 2013, year 4, even though it was unprofitable in 2010, year 1. Thus, we should expect the 2013 cohort, which would be in its first year, to be unprofitable as well. Moreover, if the 2013 cohort is larger than the 2010 cohort, then we should expect the company as a whole to be unprofitable but on track for even greater profitability in 2017 once the 2013 cohort reaches year 4. This is exactly what is happening. Cohorts are growing which is deepening losses in the short term, but increasing profitability in the long run. It's not only about the size of the cohorts either. For the first few years of a company's life, the number of unprofitable cohorts, i.e. cohorts less than 4 years old, outnumber the number of profitable ones. In the case of Box, they likely have two profitable cohorts, 2010 and 2011, and three unprofitable ones, 2012, 2013, 2014. However, over time, the number of mature cohorts will outnumber immature ones, allowing the company to deliver consistent profitability even as it self-funds continued growth. This mismatch
0: is perfectly suited for debt. Alex Denko wrote earlier this year,
1: There is a way to have your cake and eat it too. Raise more capital with less dilution on your cap table and without needing a dangerously pumped valuation. It's to raise some debt. Not a huge amount. I'm not arguing founders will be better off if they start racking up enormous debt loads instead of raising VC rounds. Debt is not runway. I'm just saying, there's more than one way to construct a capital stack. And that, believe it or not, taking on some debt can be a smart way to finance a business. Everyone else in the business world understands this. Where could you put debt to work effectively? Oh, I don't know. How about that thing that every tech company does now? creating customers. You have to spend a bunch of money today to acquire users, but once you have them, they send back recurring revenue that's pretty predictable at a cohort level. Hmm, tech companies with recurring revenue business models are this close to connecting the dots.
0: This debt offering makes even more sense in the context of Slack's direct listing. Over the last year, the company has provided a liquidation opportunity to its earliest investors and raised $750 million and didn't give up a single bit of dilution to do so. This approach wouldn't work for all companies. Slack has both predictable cash flow from its current customers and should, by this point, have a sophisticated understanding about the payback period for new customers it acquires. That isn't necessarily the case for most startups, including those with SaaS models. There are many companies that have wildly inflated lifetime value assumptions, in part because they have not yet figured out how large their market is, and hitting the wall with debt in tow would be very painful. Moreover, equity is a better option for building out the features to knock down that wall. Slack, though, already hit its wall. The wall is named Microsoft. That means the road ahead is tough, but also predictable, and very well suited to debt. And, of course, this is the time to seize the moment. Slack is in the category of tools that should see a big uptick in usage as all companies work from home. And the more money Slack can spend on converting new users to paid users, the more likely it will be able to pay off the loan on its terms. Airbnb issues debt. First, from CNBC on Monday,
1: Airbnb is raising $1 billion even as the coronavirus crisis hits the travel and hospitality industries especially hard. In a press release, Airbnb says that private equity firms Silver Lake and Sixth Street Partners will invest $1 billion in a combination of debt and equity that will support Airbnb's ongoing work to invest over the long term. The terms for the round were not disclosed, but a source familiar with the matter said, there is no ratchet or any other coercive terms. It's attractive for Airbnb. The source added the funding doesn't depend on Airbnb's performance or reaching a target date to go public.
0: As the adage goes, attractive is in the eye of the beholder. Yesterday from the Wall Street Journal.
1: Airbnb agreed to pay its new investors interest at a rate of more than 10% and to strengthen its leadership in return for the $1 billion in additional funding announced Monday, according to people familiar with the matter. The investors will also get warrants that can be converted into shares with a valuation for the company of $18 billion, a drop of almost half since Airbnb's last fundraising in 2017, the people said. Bloomberg added this morning, Airbnb is in talks with investors to take on as much as $1 billion in additional debt after announcing a $1 billion debt and equity deal Monday, according to people familiar with the matter. The travel platform company announced Monday that it was raising $1 billion in debt and equity from Silver Lake and Sixth Street partners. The company has held discussions about raising $500 million to $1 billion more by either issuing first lien debt, which would give its holders priority in case of a default, or a convertible note or selling an equity stake, said the people, who asked not to be identified because the information wasn't public. Airbnb hasn't disclosed the terms of its deals with Silver Lake and Sixth Street Partners. People familiar with the matter have said the transaction was comprised of second lien debt, along with warrants for about 1% of the company's equity. The warrants give Airbnb an $18 billion valuation, one of the people said. That compares with a value earlier of $31 billion.
0: That's a lot of money at some pretty unattractive terms for a company that had $2 billion in the bank at the end of last quarter. The problem, though, is that last quarter Airbnb had a $276.4 million loss on revenue of $1.1 billion, implying costs of just under $1.4 billion per quarter. Given that travel has ground to a halt, that revenue number is obviously going to plummet, which means that $2 billion wouldn't have lasted long. Moreover, Airbnb is also trying to bail out its super hosts, at least to an extent. Superhosts going belly up as they are unable to pay their mortgages could mean that Airbnb's inventory is significantly reduced even if, when, travel comes back. In short, Airbnb needs money, no matter how er, attractive the terms are. And to be honest, it probably needs significant layoffs as well. At the same time, this seems like a really smart bet by Silver Lake and 6th Street. If Airbnb can simply make it through, it will likely be in an even stronger position competitively speaking – its competitors, for whom home sharing is a side business, will have likely exited the market, leaving Airbnb well-placed to earn evaluation valuation far above $18 billion. It just has to make it that far. The daily update is intended for a single recipient, but occasional forwarding is totally fine. If you would like to order multiple subscriptions for your team with a group discount, please contact me directly. Thanks for being a subscriber, and have a great day.